to Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. I'm your host, Scotty B. And this week, we are talking about balance in a male-dominant industry. And what do I mean by male-dominant? And which industry am I talking about? Am I talking about cosplay? Well, in part, yes. I am talking about cosplay, but I'm also talking about the industries that surround cosplay, which are comic books, which are movies, which are anime, which are video games. In the past, many of these related industries, in my opinion, have all been very male-centered places in terms of what you what is available to the cosplayer in terms of the variety inside of those industries. You will find, as I have, just uh, doing a little research online and elsewhere, much of the marketing, much of the much of what's available to people inside of those spaces are predominantly male-driven, male characters, or catering to a male audience. Interesting from a standpoint that most of, or at least I would say the majority of cosplayers are female. It's a female industry that the guys kind of get pushed to the side, so to speak. In many cases, it's much harder to gain ground as a male cosplayer. And again, you can argue with me about that if you want, but the uh, females drive the market for cosplay. They are the ones doing a lot of the work, putting in uh, work on costumes, being uh, in front of that industry. Cosplay itself, as you can see, isn't really male dominant. Really, the focus of this podcast is to talk about the comic books and all the source material, which very much is. So in reading a few articles, and one that I will mention that was written by a person named Amanda Shendruk, she did a ton of research, and what she found was that of all the DC and all the Marvel characters, so she looked at over 34,000 comic book characters, compiled all this data, and she found that only 27%, a little over a quarter of all of the characters in all of DC and all of Marvel are female. Right there, women don't have as many choices as the guys do for cosplay, but many of the cosplayers that you'll see or that you'll gravitate towards online are all female. So the industry itself presents a very imbalanced approach. And, you know, you can look back at history and say, well, of course it did, because what were comic books originally? Who who was it marketed to? 50, 100 years ago, it was marketed to teenage boys or young boys like they they wanted something for guys to go out and buy it was they were five and ten cents and you know you you had them with your friends and you talked about superheroes and all of the superheroes were guys because that's what made the most sense when you were like 10 11 12 years old and you were a guy you know you weren't really looking for wonder woman you weren't really looking for any of that stuff yet you were looking for Superman, Batman, and Wolverine, and Captain America, and Iron Man. You know, you wanted strong male characters because that's what was cool. And if you were going to pretend to be something, that's what you're going to pretend to be. If you were a guy and you're like, oh, Wonder Woman, or uh, oh, yeah, let me be, um, you know, uh, Psylocke. Not probably as acceptable 50 or 100 years ago or, you know, whenever these comic books started. You know, Batman is turning 80 this year. 
So these comic books have been around for a while and how they started and how they've evolved. It's uh, really, you know, it's where society is at the time. How do you take all of that and balance any of that for the industry? The comics themselves uh, have not only grown mainly as main male characters, but also it, interestingly enough, gives the manly powers to the men. So you're not going to see as many female characters. Well, first of all, you're not going to see as many female characters, but you're not going to see as many female characters with super strength, with super speed, with the ability to do a lot of uh, just physical movement. Like they're generally, uh, all their powers are focused in uh, the cosmic realm or they're focused, well, not even that, like most of the, most of the guys uh, have the the bigger cosmic powers you know you get, you get like the juggernaut or you get uh, Doctor Strange or you get uh, you know the Hulk not you know they, they even evolved the Hulk over time to make him less brutish you know he, he became both super smart and super strong so they they've adapted male characters to become even more powerful uh, where women generally get the psychic powers or they get uh, more passive powers or they have like stronger agility. But for the most part, they are allowed to or portrayed as sort of weak. One example of someone who probably is not would be Poison Ivy, but even that has been evolved recently, giving her kind of that whole control over the green and actually making her more of an elemental. That has been adapted and I think it really moved in a right direction the, like a really good direction or even something um, as recent as like Lady Canary getting uh, and this is kind of a sidetrack to um, looking at um, you know like zombies in DC but um, in a certain story arc the the green the Green Lantern dies sorry if I'm spoiling all this but the Green Lantern dies and the ring finds uh, finds Lady Canary and makes her the green Green Lantern which is just like crazy um, you know combining all those powers uh, combining the powers of the green lantern with her powers of uh, sonic blast that is happening more and more i think we're seeing more female characters now in the past it's been predominantly male and in the past it's been predominantly the men get the man powers and the women get the not manned powers and that's the way it is you know she hulk uh, being one of those characters who is both smart and strong. She's a lawyer, but she's also super strong, super fast. Uh, you know, her power rivals the Hulk, and she's, you know, one of the strongest characters in the Marvel Universe. These are good things that are happening, very positive things that are happening, but actually, if you go back far enough, uh, Wonder Woman is really one of the rarest superheroes in all of comics and the reason or superheroine and the reason for that is just because of how she is created like she would think like okay well wonder woman well how hard was it to come up with that name well surprisingly most female characters do not have strong female names wonder woman is one of the very rare characters who has a strong superhero name uh, goes back long enough to where that was actually a pretty big deal. She has a strong superhero name. She has strength as a superhero power. So she has masculine powers uh, as a superhero. She's also a part of a team and is really a leader of a team, which you also do not see 
ever in comic books or in these spaces, generally the teams are led by guys. Female characters are generally side characters or they're playing some sort of support role. Uh, Storm was another one of these characters who eventually became a leader of the X-Men. And, you know, she was given kind of an equal standing. But again, she has crazy broken powers. You know, she's she's an elemental. So anytime you have uh, something like that or you have huge, huge power over elements or over being able to bend gravity or bend some form of nature or one of the um, one, you know, time and space. And it's also just really not it, it just never happened. So where does cosplay fall into all of this? Well, do cosplayers actually gravitate towards Wonder Woman because she's an empowered woman and equally one of the greatest comic book icons of all time? So, you know, we talk about the holy trinity of comic books. You have Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And I think if you're going to cosplay anyone, that Batman is really expensive and Wonder Woman is just the icon of any female cosplayer who puts herself out there it's just a really strong and not exactly the easiest to pull off Um, especially in comparison to superman superman i don't always feel that the costume really works at least it it would not be my first choice i wouldn't be like oh yeah i'm gonna go and get that one Um, batman would always be a first choice over that and actually it was in terms of The movies, um, you know, my opinion is that the Wonder Woman movies, out of any of those that have been made, that her her character has always been the strongest. It's made the most sense. It's really the piece that they keep coming back to. So her origin movie did probably the well. I don't have this fact checked, but it's it was one of the best of those, and it was best received. As were any of the movies that she was in. Wonder Woman eighty four will probably be another good movie from the standpoint of having a strong female lead. But I do hear a lot of buzz about the Snyder Cut, and I think we will always hear a lot of buzz about the Snyder Cut. Uh, That is kind of a side note. doesn't really have anything to do with male or female equality in cosplay. It does kind of show you that it's not only difficult for a female lead to be in a movie as a comic book character, but it's even harder to get it right. So the question comes up, are women really the ones that command the most attention in cosplay? My thoughts are yes. And, you know, is it really fair that if a guy puts as much effort into his cosplay that he really is sidelined compared to a woman who puts in equal effort to her cosplay? So you have a man and a woman right next to each other. Are we assuming that woman who is cosplaying is always going to get more attention and have a bigger fan base than the man. And I would say that this is true unless you go all the way to the top and you get into people who are going to these conventions and are representing themselves as celebrities. So if you have celebrity male and celebrity female next to each other, generally you're going to get more people going towards the person who played that character as a man versus the woman and again already talked about the reasoning for this is that generally the men have the principal roles in the movies that the women have always been played or portrayed in the superhero movies as 
side characters so it's just harder for those actors and actresses to get ground if natalie portman ever decides that she's going to go to cons after the next thor movie comes out that may change things a little bit you know there are exceptions to these rules but you know these are just my thoughts do do men really get sidelined or do they really is it really the area where they try to excel inside of the industry or do you see more men becoming photographers videographers cinematographers uh, writers uh, or you know that they're just behind the scenes to some extent they're putting things together uh, much like perhaps I do with the podcast it's more my medium of exchange with you I like to do the cosplay and I really hope to get that going but I don't believe that I'll ever be a person who only portrays himself as a cosplayer at a convention I, I'm not that's I'm just not that material I'm not the person who is going to show up to these shows you know have a booth that's just not going to be me at least not for that you know the podcast I could definitely get behind and I could show up to a show and probably set up uh, space for that but as just a cosplayer uh, that would never really fit with me and you know that's just maybe that's a male perspective I would be able to arrange and produce for another person but as the main attraction I don't think that I'd be doing very well so those are those are my thoughts bear in mind this isn't to tell you that cosplay is only for a certain amount of people cosplay is for everybody it is never about who likes you and who follows you and how many people you got today and how many people liked your story today and how many people went found you on Vero or found you on Snapchat or found you wherever or found you on Twitch. So make sure that whatever you're doing, that there is a balance and it is a fit for you. You, you want to cosplay who you want to cosplay and who you cosplay with and who you support and what you do with it that is up to you. So if you're basing everything off of the gender stereotypes, if you're only doing certain certain characters because they're the only characters that are popular, or, oh, nobody's doing this one, so I'm going to do this one because if I do it, either other people will follow me or I'll be the only one doing it, so they'll definitely single me out. Like, that's usually not the right line of thinking. Like, make sure that it really is something that you're proud of, that you want to do for yourself first before making it about everyone else and what they think and pulling a bunch of people on your stories or in your Instagram to get their opinion about what you should do with your money and your time. And by the way, it also can come across a little bit fake, even in the world of make-believe, where we're all pretending to be superheroes. You don't want it to seem inauthentic. So if it is authentically you, if what you're saying is authentically you, if who you are portraying, authentic then you're in the right place but if you're just doing it to do it or if it's you know contractual or something like that that's a completely different world uh it's certainly not one that i really get into here on the podcast you know if you're in that space already this probably isn't for you like you're just gonna click this right off um you know if you have millions of followers if you have hundreds of thousands of people viewing your youtube channel whatever the case may be you know, go all in with that, and I wish you the best. But there probably isn't too much you can glean from me if you're already that far along. Um, also, what would what difference would my opinion make 
to you if you've already experienced that much fandom as a cosplayer there, there really isn't much else to say so my thoughts on balance and the gender stereotypes and what you do with cosplay probably for a completely different set of cosplayers the people at the top I don't really know what they go through or who they work with or what teams of people put everything together for them or if they really are just doing everything on their own if I ever get a chance to speak with one at length maybe we can get into that but certainly it would be off record and I probably wouldn't be sharing it with anyone anyways but I would be very curious to know uh, just what they go through and how what their experience is and what they really think about others and themselves in that space if they really do see themselves as a celebrity or if they see themselves as someone who is empowering women or empowering men or whatever the case may be cosplayer contests it could very likely or in my opinion be biased towards women versus men i think more women are prone or are motivated to be in a in a cosplay contest over a guy like guys would just be like oh well you know i'll do it i mean there are some very very intricate costumes that are put together by guys don't get me wrong but i'd say that for the most part that women are putting together costumes they're doing the sewing they're doing the you know the the foam the builds the the complicated detailed makes for all of these and they are entering the con contests uh, and they are competing with each other or they are competing against other guys although i think it's generally male and female it's split so it's not like they're competing head to head but i would say that the the pool for the girls is pretty deep no matter where you go and i'd say that it is pretty competitive it could be fierce and i know it could be fierce i've been in theater uh, for a while and I know how the competition was for getting roles, especially for women, whereas guys didn't necessarily go through quite that extreme. It was always a little bit different when guys would get competitive for a part versus women. I think there's just a lot of, it seems like the camaraderie is just different. So I hope that gave you a little bit of insight, if nothing else, how I feel about it but just a reference point for you to see what females do come up against inside of this industry versus men and how men fit into cosplay versus women and just the choices that are available. Uh, I think that the roles that are available in anime and throughout video gaming balances things off just a little bit more. You can very much tell that it was a male-dominated industry where all of this got started hopefully there are some changes going on i do see change happening inside of the industry that it's becoming more balanced and anytime that something like this can be more balanced that's just it makes me feel a little bit better it makes me feel like things are getting heard it makes me feel like people are calming down <laughs> about uh, how to go about being inside of cosplay and what it's really all about, where the safe spaces are. Uh, just like this podcast, the podcast is always a safe space for cosplayers to meet, to talk, and to share their opinions. I certainly hope that I will hear from you and that I will have more to tell you in the future. Thanks again for tuning in this week. I'm Scotty B.